0: Welcome to We Used to Be the Smart Kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Carolyn. On today's episode, I wanted to discuss David Dakota. He's a movie director. Carolyn, I've mentioned him briefly to you. Do you remember anything I've told you? <laughs> That's a no. She doesn't listen when I talk. <laughs> David Dacotu is a prolific director of movies. He's been going since the 80s. He does any genre you can throw at him. He's basically a working man's director. He just appears in my collection sometimes. I pick up a movie at the thrift store and say, hey, this looks just dumb enough to be entertaining. And look who it is, our old friend David. But the thing I find most fascinating about him is this series of sex horror comedies he did in the 80s. He is a gay man trying to interpret these straight sex horror comedies. And I think the results are just kind of fascinating. The three movies I always end up coming back to are Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bowl-O-Rama.
1: That's the actual title? That's
0: the actual title.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so good.
0: I'm sorry, the rest are not going to be as good as that.
1: That's a high bar to clear.
0: <laughs> uh, Nightmare Sisters and Dr. Alien. We're going to do a quick two sentence summaries of each movie. Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bowl Bowl-o-rama. Some nerdy frat boys get caught peeping on some sorority sisters as they're getting initiated and get caught and have to go with them for the last portion of the initiation where they have to go steal a trophy from a bowling alley. And the trophy turns out to house an imp that grants them monkey's paw wishes.
1: I really want to watch this.
0: (laughs) Uh, Next is Nightmare Sisters, which filmed with mostly the same cast of sorority babes in the slimeball bowl-o-rama. He basically filmed it on the tail end of film that he had from that. He did this in four days.
1: Did they just make the plot up as they went? Like Pretty the much. Script? Oh, okay.
0: Uh, it's about three nerdy frat brothers.
1: Mm, surprise. Are
0: you catching a theme here? Get invited over to a party at a sorority house by three nerdy sorority sisters.
1: How convenient. Right. Three and three. Okay. okay. And
0: all the hot sorority sisters are out of town for some reason.
1: So the nerdy ones are not hot?
0: The nerdy ones are dressed up as they're not supposed to be hot, yes.
1: So they have glasses.
0: When they get there, they have no connection, so they decide to do a seance. And the girls get possessed by a demon who turns them sexy and then tries to kill the frat brothers.
1: So the demon makes them sexy, and then they try to kill the boys.
0: Correct. And then Dr. Alien, which is surprisingly the weirdest of the three. High school boy gets caught in a science experiment. From what we discover later, is an alien, hence Doctor Alien, and she grafts an alien penis that grows out of his head when he's excited,
1: <laughs>
0: and makes him irresistible to the opposite sex.
1: What does he look like? It's like... like an
0: elephant trunk coming out of his head.
1: How does he act with this thing on his face?
0: He doesn't know it's there.
1: The character, the character, doesn't does know... not know it's there. All right, can I Google this? I need to Google this. Yes, go ahead. Okay, hold on. Oh, it's like straight out of his head, yeah, I thought it was like out of his forehead it's no. like a it's like an antenna, yeah, and women love his tentacles. It emits
0: some sort of pheromone or mind wave that makes them want to fuck.
1: <laughs> All right, I am so in
0: <laughs> She has seen the alien penis, and she is ready for this
1: <laughs> I'm ready for that dick. <laughs>
0: All right, so you just watched the trailer for Dr. Alien, and this is, like I said, this is a straight male view of sexuality as put through the lens of a gay man as he's trying to understand straight men.
1: There was no lingering gaze on the women, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh sort of hard to explain. I'd have to really look at it to pinpoint exactly what it is, but the images that stuck out, like the thing the camera was most interested in was the leading man.
0: Oh yeah, he likes his pretty boys. He likes to keep his gaze on them. I don't know if it's noticeable to people before they realize he's gay. I honestly don't. I wish I could go back in time and watch these movies again to try and figure it out before I knew.
1: I feel like you would pick up on that the camera is not focusing on women. It's a very horny film, right? Yes. The trailer is super crazy horny. Yes. But the thing that is sticking out to me is not the sexy... Dr. Alien, which Mm -hmm. should be the image that is strongest in my mind, right? Yeah. It's definitely the guy's doofy face. Like that had way more screen time and way more prominence Mm -hmm. than this like beautiful bombshell blonde.
0: Yeah. Way more focus. It's he's trying to get you to develop a crush on the main character, basically.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah. Like the woman is very incidental.
0: If you can't identify him, you want to be in love with him, basically. That is a technique, I feel. This is one of his, I don't want to say better films, but more technically competent films.
1: So is he a good director or is he like...
0: He's an interesting director. Okay. Like he gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Dr. Alien, I feel, is his magnum opus of 80s teen sex horror comedies.
1: <laughs> that genre, man. Just the fact that that genre exists is kind of beautiful. It's a lot of words. <laughs>
0: Like, that is a straight male fantasy that you become irresistible to women. You're not arguing. You're not agreeing either. There's literally no argument. Like,
1: yes, I have heard the rumor that men fantasize about all women throwing themselves at them.
0: This is what I think he does best. He takes this straight male fantasy and he twists it. He's like, I'm looking at this from the outside. Here's how it actually would go down if all the women threw themselves at you. Part of the horror is the fantasy and the fantasy going wrong.
1: It's not boobies everywhere. There's also like armpits, guys.
0: No, it's not armpits. He's not going to horrify you with armpits. He's going to horrify you with the aftermath of, hey, you just kind of fucked that dude's girlfriend. How do you think this is going to play out once she's not horny anymore?
1: Oh, that's messed up.
0: Yeah. Yeah aside from making this horrifying he's also deliberately parodying this idea of male sexuality in regards to heterosexuality he turns female characters into plot devices which
1: sounds par for the course sounds
0: par for the course but makes them plot devices for punishment rather than for rewards I think that's interesting and I think that's a lot of why a lot of actresses like to go back to work with him because that is different from what was normally being offered in the 80s. You were a reward or you were some unattainable goal that you realize oh I can't reach that so I'm going to settle for this girl next door or that unattainable goal isn't as hot as I wanted and this is something new this is something different this is what brings me back to these ideas.
1: So take me through the first film the slime ball film.
0: Uh, the sorority girls in the slime ball the monkey's paw wishes, one of the characters is literally fucked until he does not want to fuck anymore. They turn one of the sorority girls into a sex machine that just wants to have sex with him, and he is just laid there and humped until he tries to crawl away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, so good.
0: And I think what really made me want to do this episode, what was my in, is they made a sequel in the last year to Sorority Girls and the Slimeball Bowlerama 2.
1: What? Yeah. Is it a porn? It is not. Okay, what is it?
0: Uh, It's a straight guy trying to recapture the magic of this.
1: Oh, no. So to me, it sounds like the thing that is enjoyable about these films, because they're shot through the lens of a gay guy, Mm -hmm. and so he sees like this sort of twisted thing to these male fantasies that just makes you uncomfortable like he takes them to an extreme if you hand that over to a straight guy he's just not going to be able to take them to an extreme i don't think
0: one of the monkey paw deaths in the new one is a guy and a girl fucking so much that they merge into each other oh my gosh my buddy's gonna go bang this girl and merge with her and not be the same person i knew before this is one of the monkey paw wishes this is one of the victims.
1: And then how do they treat the merged person afterwards? As a horror. And what does the merged person feel about being merged?
0: They're very happy about it. They're like, oh my god, I'm in bliss. And I feel like that's the difference between the outsider view of these sex horror moments and someone coming from the inside. This is a straight male fear that I'm going to lose my buddy because he's going to get with a girl and change and not be the same person I knew this is horrifying because they've lost their identity. That's what they find horrifying about sex that's not happening to them. It can change someone. It can take someone away from them. As opposed to David Dacotu, his idea of that is having too much of a good thing. Having, oh, this is what you want? Well, here's what happens when you get too much of it. I don't know if you're being punished for your straightness in these movies, but it kind of almost feels like it like you're definitely being mocked your straightness is being mocked through all of these
1: i really like this (laughs) like i don't know that i would watch them and be like super into them i probably wouldn't let's be real but i i'm really into this idea that you take a schlocky genre and you use it to attack the patriarchy
0: attack and also revel in because he knows who these movies are being made for. That's why in Nightmare Sisters there is a five minute long scene of all girls in a bathtub.
1: It sounds so boring. Right? Is it boring?
0: It's a little boring but he knows what his audience is and that's still making fun of them. Oh this is what you want? Okay have it. Five fucking minutes of these three actresses naked in a bathtub it's bubble bath time we're gonna put in the sound effects of running your finger across the balloon whenever they soap up their boobs
1: <laughs> does he really <laughs> yes he did oh my god that's so good <laughs> ah that's so good it sounds like he's doing a, that really good job that like good horror does of combining these two totally normal feelings like it's super uncomfortable when you put them together like yeah. the thing that you love and then the thing that you hate he's violating the sanctity And that's what good horror does.
0: I mean, I'm not going to call this good horror, but he knows what he's doing. And he is making fun of straight male fetishes. One of the girls dresses up as a little girl with a lollipop when she gets possessed by a demon. Uh, Another one dresses up as Jane from Tarzan.
1: Is that a fantasy?
0: I mean, it's a girl in a bikini. He treats it like, oh, this is a common male fantasy. Guys, you like this, right? And I think that's also hilarious.
1: And you're like, David Takoto. I think you got distracted when you were watching Tarzan. Mm-hmm. You just thought, this is a sexual fantasy for everyone. Yes.
0: Give me my shirtless Johnny Weissmuller and I will be fine. Oh, wait. There's <laughs> there's a girl in a bikini here. Oh, the fucking straights ruin everything. <laughs> oh, and the third one dresses up like a dominatrix. And she doesn't do the whole sexy dominatrix thing. She actually goes and beats the shit out of dudes.
1: Oh, fun.
0: We have the good frat bros and evil frat bros, and she takes one of the evil frat bros and just whips the shit out of him as he's saying, no, fucking stop this. I'm not turned on by this.
1: Oh, I feel really weird about that. Yeah.
0: No, this is your sexual fantasy. You're getting it, motherfucker.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm having a visceral reaction to imagining that. And I'm not a white straight dude.
0: And this just attack on straightness and straight sexuality is what really pulls me through what is actually a terribly shitty movie. (laughs) There is a ton of homophobia for having a gay guy in it. And the homophobia is actually spoken by a gay guy acting as a straight guy.
1: Well, as a self-hating nerd, I'm sure you can understand why that's there.
0: Mm -hmm. Like you said, attacks on the patriarchy are... So fascinating to watch, even if the patriarchy does somewhat win in the end.
1: Is he flipping power structures in this?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Okay, so who has the power in the moments of highest horror or discomfort?
0: Uh, In Nightmare Sisters, absolutely the women. They are dragging men into bedrooms and kidnapping them one by one.
1: Are you sure this isn't good? It sounds so good.
0: I mean, it's a movie made in four days in a house they rented.
1: But it sounds so fun and so viscerally satisfying for me.
0: All right. You want to know how they kill the guys?
1: If it's not having sex with them until they explode or dehydrate. No, I don't want to know. Yes,
0: you do. They grow fangs and they bite off their dicks and then the men turn to ash, symbolizing that they've swallowed their souls.
1: Gonna be honest, a little disappointed. I feel like we just went full teeth without going full teeth.
0: So one interesting thing I found about David Dakota is he also directed gay porn at the same time he was making these movies. Like he's a man who directed many, many movies under many, many names. Sometimes he directed a movie under the name Ellen Cabo, I think it is. So he's directing as trying to use a women's pseudonym.
1: Were those different films than the ones he directed under David Dakota? Like, were they a yes. different genre? And then, of course, I want to know how those differ from the David Dakota films.
0: All right. So the first film that he directed as Ellen Cabo, which I have in my collection. Of course you do. Is Petticoat Planet. It is a sci-fi western about a planet populated entirely by women and a guy coming in. And it's supposed to be a, like a steamy, erotic sci-fi thriller.
1: It doesn't sound as interesting. It sounds formulaic and a little plug-and-play without really having a greater understanding of the machinery happening beneath those desires. And it sounds like the sex horror films understand both what people want and the machinery underpinning those desires, and that's why it's so effective.
0: Uh, Under the same name, he did uh, Test Tube Teens from the year 2000 and Beach Babes from Beyond. These are kinder, gentler sci-fi sex comedies. So he's got his brands and he tries to keep them separate.
1: So that brings us to Penis Head.
0: Penis Head, yes.
1: Dr. Alien.
0: Dr. Alien. Where he's absolutely twisting this male sex fantasy of women just finding him irresistible. And he's taking this pretty little dude i don't know how else to describe him and he's like okay here are the consequences if every woman found you attractive you'd be hunted down for sport
1: (laughs) (laughs) that makes me so happy
0: uh you'd have women regretting it the next day and their boyfriends being completely upset with you for banging their girlfriends
1: i don't know why the women have to regret it
0: because it's not entirely to their will They're being pheromone jacked. The main girl, the one who's the romantic interest, actually does sleep with him. And she's like, I wasn't planning on sleeping with you last night. What the fuck happened there? Like, she's upset. She gets over it rather quickly because it's that kind of movie. But it's David saying, guys, it's fucked up. And she's rightfully mad here.
1: So is this explicitly kind of looking at consent? Yeah interesting
0: like his consent is taken away by this horde of women trying to rape him uh-huh. just as he's taking the consent of these women away
1: and you're sure this is a bad film
0: yes <laughs> oh
1: <God, yes.
0: laughs> uh, i mean the problem is solved by him starting a band so
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait what
0: that's the denailment of the film. He starts a band and the doctor alien takes his alien penis away and transforms into her regular self, which I don't know if you saw the cover of it, but it's an interesting costume. It's a sexy blue alien, but it's a sexy blue alien that's basically a mascot costume on top of her.
1: Why does she take his alien dick away?
0: Uh, because he asks her to for the first part and okay. because her science experiment is over now. I'm not quite sure what she was trying to accomplish no, with no, her science experiment. No, no, Hold experiment. on.
1: Pause. Pause. This is really... This is interesting. She does a science experiment of a straight male fantasy. And the result is that it violates everyone's consent and everybody is miserable. Yes. And you're still telling me it's a bad film.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just... I have a lot of buy-in here. This sounds pretty great. <laughs> this sounds like, hey, you want to know what's wrong with our world? just watch dr (laughs) alien (laughs) 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 thanks david to come (laughs) to.
0: oh yeah and it ends up with love conquers all he gets together with the sweet girl next door after you know fucking his way through campus and she is no longer mad that he pheromone raped her and he joins a punk band
1: why not once you have an alien dick on your head i mean punk is definitely not gonna feel weird
0: Years down the line, he finally gets to make his happy gay movies. He gets to just have movies about shirtless guys without condemning the male, uh, straight male gays. Starting with The Brotherhood, I believe 2001.
1: You sound less than enthused about these films.
0: Oh no, he loses his bite entirely. Because he's getting to make these, not quite explicitly gay because it's 2001, Mm -hmm. but he's getting to make his... Five shirtless guys wandering around and being manly. Picked up a movie recently called Speed Demons. They actually make fun of a guy for wearing a shirt in the movie. The guy shows up to a party of shirtless guys. Like, why are you wearing a shirt, buddy?
1: Are shirtless guy parties a real thing?
0: Uh, I've never been invited to one, but I don't look as good without a shirt on as the men in the David Dukotu movies.
1: Were there women at the shirtless man party?
0: There was one, but she was like, I'm more man than all of you. (laughs) She did not take off her shirt.
1: Well, obviously not. The alpha male doesn't take his shirt off.
0: (laughs) Anyway, he loses his punchiness because he gets to linger on the things he actually wants to see instead of, Okay, it's boobs. It's boobs o'clock. Moving on. Thank you.
1: Except for when it's boobs o'clock for five minutes in the bathtub.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think he's finally happy he gets to do this. He finally gets to use his gaze instead of what he is assuming the straight male gaze is. So the plots are played straight and the love interest is just kind of an afterthought. It's really about the relationships between the guys. So now that I've told you all about our friend David Decote too, what is your takeaway from this? Do you think that's interesting? Would you want to track down any of these movies?
1: Yes. No, I'm genuinely mad that you're telling me that this isn't actually a good film. If the target audience for this film wasn't straight men but everything else was the same i think it would be a cathartic watch yeah a funny cathartic watch kind of midsummer but less disturbing give me the power (laughs) i want it i'm gonna drag men into bedrooms with me because they want to have sex with me and then i'm gonna low-key murder them deeply satisfying film (laughs) but you're telling me it's not and that kind of pisses me off it makes me mad why can't i still not have the thing that Is really for me, but I still can't have it. It's still for the men.
0: I mean, this is pinky violence all over again. It's something made to criticize the straight male gaze, but it's also... For them. For them.
1: Can't I criticize them for me? No. We're going to find something that does that.
0: Okay. One day. One day. (laughs) One day! (laughs) Speaking of, this has been We Used to Be the Smart Kids. I'm Eric. I'm Carolyn. And now you're smarter. And hornier.
1: Thanks for listening. Our intro music is from Tim Beek. You can find him at timbeak.com. And our outro music is by One Man Symphony. And you can find them at onemansymphony.com.